Self, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Therapies. Its continuing mission, to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Sir? Sir? Yes. Yes, old friend. You've been quiet for minutes. I was afraid you'd perished. Uh, It'll take more than a wormhole to perish me. I was just thinking. But you weren't sharing your thoughts as a running monologue. It's concerning. Uh, I was still thinking about Earth. More specifically, I was thinking about my family. Aw, that's really sweet of you, sir, to be thinking about me. Although, it is strange that you would think of me when you think of Earth. Mmm, of, of course, friend, you are my family. Um, but I meant my family of origin. The Kirks. Oh, the Kirks. Mm-hmm. I see now why you were so quiet. Yeah. Family's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, friends at home, welcome. I am Justine Maston, LMFT, writer, educator, and captain of this particular ship. Welcome aboard. And I'm Larissa Garski, licensed marriage and family therapist, writer, researcher, Spockian first officer. And there's a lot to sit with here today. Just a reminder to the listeners at home that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists. Unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. Well, my friend, we've arrived at chapter four. Yep, 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 yep. There were definitely parts of me that were like, could we skip it? You know, and like, I'm not a believer in like, I mean, I am a believer in magic, but like, I I try not to try to be aware of like fun magic versus magical thinking. Mm -hmm. And listeners at home, when we're recording this today, it has been quite a day over here (laughs) in Chicago as the chief of clinical staff. And hearing that you, that parts of you were like, maybe we won't have to do it today. (laughs) I do really feel like my entire staff conspired with you to try to save you from chapter four, (laughs) but I was resolute and I was like, no, you shall not pass. I definitely messaged at, uh, Mm -hmm. we we were going to record at 3.30 p.m. I Mm -hmm. definitely messaged at 3.29 and was like, are we still doing this? Just checking in. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, there was there was something I could like feel the the tone, the timbre of and across the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, is this still happening? Just making sure. Because if it's not, mm-hmm. that's okay. I do think that like what was happening for my system was I was like, oh my God, we have to do this and put this behind us. <laughs> Which is fairly similar to how I remember feeling about this chapter. In particular, though, it does occur to me that, like, we really gave ourselves a very helpful friend when we wrote Chapter 4. And I think this actually might have been the first chapter that we started putting in, like, animal counterparts to the 
sages because we yeah because we wrote the first like couple of chapters and i think maybe we'd done like earth and we were like that's interesting what we're doing here Mm -hmm. with earth but we hadn't really finalized what we were going to do and Mm -hmm. then of course the honey badger of marriage and family therapy carl whitaker appeared sure and he was just this perfect encapsulation of a non-human sage mm-hmm. that was also the embodiment of the real Carl Whitaker, the doctor yeah. and, and noted marriage and family therapist. Yeah, that's so right. I don't know if we had all of the animal creatures on our first pass that we sent no. to our editor, Shana, but they were just like, I love this honey mm-hmm. badger character. Yep. I was like, oh, no. Like, I... I also love, like, this This comes from uh, my my teaching. Mm-hmm. When I teach about Carl Whitaker, I say you can remember him because he's the honey badger of marriage and family therapy in that he don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about what, uh, Shana loves this, but what other creatures do we have? Like, I only have the one anthropomorphic uh, metaphor Yes. And so I was a little worried. And then you and I got into a little thing of like, how much magical realism is too much magical realism? We did. I also remember the Shana's fateful note where they wrote something like, and the thing I love so much about the Badger is that you don't even have to think of him as Carl Whitaker. And I, I had read that note a few times and I was like, oh my God, did we write it so you could just like engage with a honey badger see him as a badger (laughs) and that that offered something and you were like this is my concern about magical realism and i was like i know but shana says it's working (laughs) (laughs) and you know if we haven't said it in a while listeners everything shana offers us makes our work better it's so 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 if shana was stoked about the yeah the tabula rasa of (laughs) the honey badger then clearly there was something there. Right. No, there was. It's, it just, it really, it was one of those real conceptual puzzles for us that we had to, to really noodle. And I do remember, I don't think this was on like the initial pass, but it was definitely within the revision. You and I really going back and forth on like, because I, I really wanted the honey badger to say things. Yes, you did. And I was like, that is a bridge too far. Uh-huh. And even our copy editor, I don't remember what he said, but he he made some reference to like, is he talking now? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, look, Joe, the copy editor agrees with me. No, it's Brent. I'll never forget. Oh, oh, Joe was for the first Joe book. Joe was for the first book. Joe was book one. Brent was book mm-hmm. two. I hope we always get to work with Brent. <laughs> I really, he's no arborist, but he was a true delight. <laughs> um, I feel like we could share this because uh, Brent's not listening. No. Um, and if he is, is welcome. And, welcome. And know how much we love this anecdote that Justine is about to share. Yeah, th- this is a delightful anecdote we mm-hmm. have shared many times. Yeah. There is a part in the next chapter that we will discuss, mm-hmm. um, chapter five, <laughs> where there are trees. Yeah. 
And we really wanted to be very open with what we were considering a tree. That's true. And how we were talking about trees. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of Brent's notes was, I'm no arborist. <laughs> but I don't think trees grow like that. <laughs> we, we say that to each other to this day. All the time. <laughs> like, well, I'm no arborist. But I'm just not sure that that goes there. And then the other one is like, well, you may be right. (laughs) Well, sir, you may be right. (laughs) I'm no arborist. I'm no arborist. But um, yeah, this this chapter had a lot of things that like luckily we could enjoy because personally writing this was very, very hard for each of us. Mm hmm. With our complicated histories with our families. With our complicated histories with our families. And, you know, I've really gone, like, personally, I've been, like, doing a lot of reflection Mm -hmm. on how much I want to talk about, about, like, my own family of origin. Because historically, I've been very guarded, I think. I wouldn't even just say private. I think think I would say guarded. Guarded. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons for that is that um, most of my family of origin and extended family, they're, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mine, m- much of mine is deceased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So depending on your philosophical orientation, right. they either ca- can or can't hear us, but mm. I'm not going to hear about it. That's true. At least, at least not in a, in a direct form. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I might get haunted or something. Right, exactly. But- they might pull some poltergeistiness on you, you know, mm-hmm. but it's... Halloween when we're recording, tis the season. Can you imagine Nadine Kaufman haunting me? She would just be pulling all of her tchotchkes out of the boxes in the basement and be like, why isn't this on a shelf? I just imagine that like every morning you would wake up and more tchotchkes would be out and they would just be like (laughs) in different areas of your home. You know, like in Stranger Things, the mom does it with the lights. Nadine would just take all of her items over the years. And just be making letters in your living room, in your yard, in the neighbor's yard. Yeah, because there's that many tchotchkes oh, that yeah. I have yet to go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. But back to you. You, you yes. Your family is living. They're living. They're living. And so, and I, I think you do this. I've always so admired and respected the way that you do this. The parts of me were really confused by it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. You have this way of talking about your family, in particular your parents, that Mm -hmm. even when you're owning the ways that they failed you, Mm -hmm. you you find ways to talk about it with such compassion. And I feel like that's really honoring who they were to you. Mm. Thank you. And who they tried to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially in the interviews that we've done for this book, I've started to do a lot more of that. For sure. You have done much more mm-hmm. self-disclosure around family during our yeah. our book tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot about like why that was. And I thought a lot about that while I was doing yoga. I'm certain those two things are connected. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons is, and I... I I've, given a lot of thought about whether or not I'm going to disclose this and and I am going to, Mm -hmm. I am not, I'm not, I'm no longer in living contact with my family of origin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's been, it has resulted in lots of things, but one of the things that it really has resulted in 
that really surprised me and that came to the fore in doing our book tour is mm-hmm. I suddenly feel like I have space, but also like I have permission to talk about mm-hmm. my memories and my experiences with my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like appropriate for me to do that about my sibling. Mm-hmm. It might never, you know, want to be really respectful, yeah. um, mm-hmm. really of everybody involved. And I, it has felt like such a release and a relief mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to talk about largely the things I've talked about. Like those of you who have like stayed up on our tour and like mm-hmm. listened to our interviews, like the, the, the memories I've shared have largely been like really positive. You know, they've been like the gems yeah. that I took um, from both mm-hmm. my mom and my dad, the things that I really want to keep. And of course, that's a lot of what we talk about in chapter four, which is how do we reckon with the things that we were handed? So, like We're handed so much mm-hmm. by our family of origin, by our parents. And what do we want to keep? What do we want to respectfully pass back? And I'm at a place where I feel like not only do I have a, a growing sense and appreciation for what I want to keep, but I also feel like I'm starting to really have a sense of like what I want to share mm-hmm. with others. Yeah. I, thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. And I'm I'm all like giving myself a heart hug right now. And I mean, I can relate. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. clearly my my family died the old fashioned way. Yes. <laughs> and and you and yours went a different way. Yeah, they did. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's I mean, I didn't feel as free to talk mm. about my experiences either until both of my parents had passed. Yeah. You know, like if we listen to very early episodes of this podcast when my mother was still living. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. You know, you don't get as many anecdotes about my childhood. Mm-mm. And also, I, you know, I really appreciate you saying that I, I speak about them respectfully and and share gems and I really think I couldn't get there until yeah. they had both passed, which there are parts of me that feel terrible about that. Yeah. And we've had we've had this conversation before you and I. I don't know if we've ever had it on the pod, but right. that there are parts of me that just so wish mm-hmm. I could have gotten to this place of more equanimity and yes. compassion when they were living. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, as we're talking about it now, like, fucking, of course I couldn't. Right. Right. I remember this is reminding me of a conversation you and I had actually this summer where I I said, I remember saying something along the lines of like, but I really thought that like I could get there. I could get to a place where I could I could do it mm-hmm. with my parents. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but I remember you got this look on your face and your like your face was just very clearly communicating. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> like, buddy, of course you tried. Of course you did all these things. Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't ever going to be the way. Right. Well, and in, in reflecting on it now, at least for me, I think part of it was I was so in it when I was in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I do. I do remember pieces <laughs> of that. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, I can I can share these anecdotes and these nuggets, and I can pull out mm-hmm. the 
the wisdom and the gifts. Yeah. And but I am not actively experiencing the pain. Yeah. And when you are actively experiencing the pain, it is much harder mm-hmm. to go, I am actively experiencing pain that is being inflicted on me by this human that is my parent. Mm-hmm. And I have great compassion for them, and I understand why this is happening. And, like, here is the gem I'm taking away. No, it's just like, no. why are you telling that person on the phone that we're not coming for Thanksgiving when we're already here? (laughs) Right, right. We're already experiencing, like, hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but, you know, 50 Thanksgivings simultaneously. Mm-hmm. No, not 50. How old are we actually? I'm like, now I'm like legacy burdening Thanksgiving, which has its fair <laughs> amount of legacy burdens, that let's is, be honest. It's very fair. That goes way back. <laughs> it goes way back. It's not just your pain with your parents. It's their pain with their parents and their mm-hmm. parents' pain with their parents, which, yeah. Yeah. But that's probably about as far back as Thanksgiving would go, at least mm-hmm. on my mother's side. Because that's, yeah. the Hungarians didn't care about that. No, no. I'm sure they had other harvests that were important that we've lost. Yes. But on my father's side, he goes way back, mm-hmm. like William Penn days. That's so your dad. Oh, yeah. My uh, mm-hmm. my paternal aunt did <laughs> a whole genealogy. Uh, and it, like, I don't have it. <laughs> no. But I, I know people in the family do. And I, I'm pretty sure there are princes um, of course. William Penn, some princes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, go back far enough. I'm sure each of us is connected to some prince. <laughs> the Christmas prince. That's right. Go back far enough. We're all family. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> taboo. Mmm. Wow. Yeah. Right. Then we, yeah, we never can be with anyone. Um that's a deep cut, friends, because I'm reading Totem and Taboo by Freud. <laughs> I'm finding that I don't hate it, which has been such a gift, um, mm-hmm. which we'll reveal in the future. But for those of you who like Easter eggs, here it is. Dropped right here. Uh-huh. Painted with a taboo. It's a Fabergé Easter egg. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but yeah, getting back to the chapter, I mean, for both of us, we wanted to write a really authentic chapter about family of origin. Mm-hmm. And what is it to be grieving your family of origin as a clinician yeah. while you're also working with clients? Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, because this was just the nature of writing this book, not only did we have to like be with that, but then we had to like be with our own feelings about our respective parents mm-hmm. and how it informed us and then be writing the book. It was just, thank God we had the honey badger, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it makes so much sense. Like I folks, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I've I've got a little a little amnesia around part of this writing process yes. due due to, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense to me, though I have like no active working memory of it, <laughs> that that this would have been the place where the animals came in because we're just like totally. we need a sage. Oh, we should have Carl Whitaker. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure I said something snappy about Carl Whitaker, the honey badger. And we were like, let's just fucking make him a honey badger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think there was a, and I, I actually don't remember a moment where we like hesitated because I, it was very intuitive. Our, I feel like our understanding together that like, no, this is what we need. 
Mm-hmm. This is absolutely yeah. what we need. And I do remember it being really important to me. I was like, we need to like talk about cut off, which is the term that is used in mm-hmm. marriage and family therapy when you don't have a living relationship with like relatives, family of origin that are currently still to the best of your knowledge living. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really important to me that we talk about that and we talk about like the limits of it because at the time that we were writing, cut off was really, it was like having a yeah. moment on social media mm-hmm. And I want to be really clear here. Everybody gets to have their own journey. And I fully respect everyone's mm-hmm. individual journeys. Full stop. And one of the things that like, and it makes sense that this got lost in the shuffle of social media. Was it was this like flattening of cutoff that I felt like often turned into like, and I cut off this person and this is why it's great. Mm-hmm. Right. And my experience of going through something like cutoff is that it is not great. No, it can be relieving. Yes. Eventually mm-hmm. I would say it has been for me, yeah. but, but the process is terrible and awful. Yes. And for myself, I tried all the things and then a number of things with each of my parents that like, I mean, you and Brian weren't around, Um, when Mm -hmm. my, my father and I were coming to the parting of the ways, but like, Mm -hmm. I tried so many things. I don't know Mm -hmm. that he remembers it that way. Sure. But I, but like things where I look back on it now and I'm like younger self, we did, we, that was maybe too much sacrifice, huh? Mm -hmm. And I still have younger parts that like, aren't sure about that. Certainly what I've gone through in the more recent history with my mom you and Brian, my romantic partner, have both been there. And you were both there at different times being like, wow, mm-hmm. you're going, you're going too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe stop. And one night when I did finally, still no relief, just tragedy. Right. The, the relief is if you're right. I don't want to give the picture that like we do the cutoff and then we're like, ah, no, it's it's agonizing. It's agonizing. And then at some point we get to an ah, uh, mm-hmm. but that odd ah isn't all the fucking time. Right. No, no. And I, I will say that, like, you know, again, it, it's my it was my experience. And I'm just speaking from my experience in both mm-hmm. instances with each of my parents. I felt like. When it came to the end of our relationship, I tried to say to each of them, this is the one thing I need. Can you honor this one thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the answer resoundingly from each of them was no. And so then it had to be the end in both instances. Right. Mm-hmm. And though that was a kind of choice, it did not feel like the choice that was being represented on social media. No. You know? Um, Right. And so I wanted to be sure that we talked about that in the book. And I feel like we did. And and Mm -hmm. I also wanted to make sure that we talked about the truth, which is, though, yes, my living relationship with both my father and my mother, to my knowledge at this moment in time, has ended. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean my connection to them is over, is gone. Again, I want to be respectful of other people's journeys. But like for, sure. for me, if anything, it's been in both instances, it was like a new beginning that took years with 
my father and no doubt will take years with my mother where Mm -hmm. it was like moving through feelings, excavating memories Mm -hmm. to find what, what are my heirlooms? Right. What do you want to keep? What do I want to keep? What do I want to pass Mm -hmm. back? What do I let go of? And like, Mm -hmm. for me, it's, I mean, it's not over with, with either of them in that department, but I have a, a better sense and a real, and actually a really clear sense for certain things of like what I want to keep. Mm-hmm. And like, I think about them almost every day. Mm. Not like, right. not like because... all day, every day, not like weeping every day, oh. but like, mm-hmm. cause I have, I have like art that my parents had in my home. Sure. You know, same. like mm-hmm. we both have that. Like we've really tried to yeah. keep like literal heirlooms Um, Mm -hmm. that we remember being important to our parents and are now important to us. And Mm -hmm. so parts of them are here. And how do we be with that? And yeah, chapter four talked about all of this, but before we could write chapter four, I had to do all of this work. (laughs) Right. We had to feel all these feelings in order to write about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, you know, part of, I do remember us having these conversations about, you know, something Carl Whitaker said was, uh, you can never get divorced. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this this made uh, Pauline Boss, the ambiguous lost lady, very upset. Understandably so, because, of course, Carl, who was her mentor, said this to her when she was going through a divorce. <laughs> because, of course, Carl did. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I see a system and I need to fuck it up because I'm the honey badger. He's like, I'm the honey badger. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Right. But his point was like, sure, Mm -hmm. you can go to the county courthouse and do the simplest divorce there is, sign some papers and divide all your shit. But you cannot erase that you had a relationship with that human and that you will continue to have a memory of that relationship for the rest of your life. And some part of them is in you in a part's perspective. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And this is where, and fairly so, lots of people are like, no, I don't like it. Yeah. I get why you wouldn't like it, especially if that was Mm -hmm. a terrible human that you, or you felt that was a terrible human who did terrible things. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have a relationship with them. It's like, I'm sorry, but you do. Or even if it was like a mediocre person and a mediocre divorce, you know, <laughs> like it was just like, well, we shouldn't have done this. We were young. Um, you can't ever really divorce anyone. But you can, I think, find a way to have endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and decide uh, what comes up for me is decide what kind of relationship you want to have with them. Mm, yeah. And I and I mean that like inside of you, the part right. of that person that became a part of you through your mm-hmm. interaction. You, you know, you get to have relationship with that part because we want to have relationships with all of our parts and we're going to find out what it needs yes. and how we want to be with it. And we we don't have to have that relationship that's living inside of us be negative like no no and it like and i think when i say ending what i'm actually meaning is that like 
I mean, in like the Agra sense from the Dark Crystal, like endings and beginnings all the same. You know, I've still never seen it. I know. I'm actually not going to, I'm going to stop recommending it because like, it would just be so sad if you hated it. And, you know, sometimes understandably so you do. Um, Like who can forget when you watched The Land Before Time and you were like, no to all of this. I was like, what is this awful movie about the Jewish diaspora? And you were like, isn't it wonderful, this movie about the Jewish diaspora? I know, I was like, it's so beautiful and so moving, and you really want to be there in the land before time. And you were like, wow, we're having different experiences. But I guess I do see what you mean. Um, I mean, in the sense of, like, relationships can change. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they do change, and they will change. But they're not if you think that you're going to change a relationship by hacking it to bits and end it and now it's done you're going to do like a scorched earth earth kind of thing whatever you're scorching is still there it's just in a different form now i guess it's ash mm-hmm. yeah and you get to feel all the things you feel about it mhm yeah this is bringing up something for me that i don't think we talked about in the book so you know yeah. extra content um you know i I was cut off from my mother for a couple of years after my father died Mm -hmm. for reasons I'm not going to get into on the show. I think that's Um, okay. Yeah, Yeah. that's okay. Y'all know enough about me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's right. That's right. And some (laughs) things really are personal. Yeah. Um, But I remember thinking that if I just cut her off, this pain will stop. Yeah. And to be fair, I was a literal much younger person then. Yes. Um, but I, I remember talking to my therapist at the time and being like, why does this still feel so terrible? Why am I, why am I thinking about my mother every day Mm -hmm. when we're supposed to be quote unquote cut off? Mm -hmm. Because in, in my younger, not yet a therapist brain. Yeah. And, you know, probably all of those social media people who talk about it, they're like, that, that'll be the end. Yeah. Now we're, now it's over. Right? And to your point, like, no, you just invited a new reckoning is what you did. So well said. Yes, that's exactly what you did. Yeah. Like, hello and welcome to this new reckoning you have created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this will not feel less bad. It will just feel differently bad. That's right. <laughs> you will still need many supports, some new supports. And eventually, mm-hmm. yes, you can figure out what are things that you're holding that don't belong to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do we give those back? Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I, re- I can remember just like years when I was a much younger person as well, just being like, no, I can do the scorched earth thing. And I totally get why younger me thought that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because it's supposed to work, right? Well, and it's That's- protective in a way. Like it helps. Yeah. It keeps you... There is this sense of like of like containment. It gives you lots of space. You have your protector parts. I certainly had my protector parts being like, whoa, we need this time to figure out who we are. Yes, and yes, and yes, mm-hmm. and yes, and yes. And then mm-hmm. when I got all that space, I finally was able to be like, wow, I do really love Gladiator. <laughs> and I do <laughs> love Gladiator because I would watch it over and over and over again and all the director's cuts. With my dad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, am I going to stop watching Gladiator? Which I did for a number of years. And then, I, and then mm-hmm. enough time had passed. I was at a different place. I was like, what am I, what am I doing? Not everything mm-hmm. was awful. That's right. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's, 
that's the healing we have to get to in order to start seeing the gems. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is bringing up for me, like when, when we're working with clients, it's, it is not uncommon for clients to have kind of shut themselves off totally feelings wise Mm -hmm. because they don't want to feel the bad thing. Yeah. And something, I mean, any clinicians who are listening can relate to this. Like part of what we talk about is, Hey, You did. That was self-protective. You cut yourself off from the bad thing. But you also cut yourself off from any potential positive thing. Because we don't get to choose. Mm -hmm. Like, you you close the gate and you lock it. Yeah. It, it, the lock doesn't care if it's a monster or a puppy trying to get through. They're like, my job is to be a locked gate. Right. And it doesn't, you don't get to lock it and then it have it disappear. That's not how it works either. Mm-hmm. Which is a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I can remember yeah. that feeling like a real bummer at certain stages mm-hmm. of my journey with some of these things. Because I was like, how, I remember feeling so often when I was younger. I was like, how dare? I already went through all of this. And now I have to go through more? Mm-hmm. I was so angry. I, rem- I can like vividly remember myself sitting on my like... My first therapist couch that I really committed to and like saying that and being so Mm -hmm. mad. And of course I was mad. Mm -hmm. And that anger was so protective. It gave me time. It gave me space Mm -hmm. to eventually, after many, many years, sit down in front of the gate and be like, well, the fucker is still here. (laughs) Yeah, this is is all still here. (laughs) This is all still here. It's just sort of been paused. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And do I have the supports I need to look at it? For me, that answer was no. And then mm-hmm. I got some supports. Yeah. Right. And and then you, I, we mm-hmm. are able to to see the multitudes right. that exist within our families of origin. Yes. No human is all bad. No. No human is all good. Mm-hmm. I, one of our dear mentors said, there is no such thing as good or bad. There's only what is. Yeah, that's Patty for you. Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, I said that to the supervision group I ran on Sunday. Oh, that's really beautiful. You know, I use it weekly. That was one of the things that I could tell. And I didn't, like, looking back, I'm like, of course, this would be so meaningful. But when I was like, when we were being trained mm-hmm. and mentored by Patty, this didn't occur to yeah. me. It only occurred to me when she started talking about it at our book launch mm-hmm. party. It was so meaningful to her that we were supervisors. Yeah, of course. I, it, that had not occurred to me, dude, until I was there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> that, like, we we were her babies. Yeah. And now we had babies. That's right. And so she was the the grandmother, mm-hmm. the supervision grandmother. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, really, we we do impart her teachings. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Every day. Every day. And she was very quick to be like, and not all of those were mine. Some of them came from Michelle Levy. And I was like, I didn't know that. What a fun fact. <laughs> that's right. That's your, that's, uh, that's our supervisee's great grandmother. Such huh. a lineage. Oh, she was tough too. I worked with Michelle for a while. She was real tough. She was great though. But, uh, yeah, she, she was really great at just like handing my stuff right back to me. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, yeah. you just sit there with that. And I was like, I don't want to. And she's like, well, none of us want to. She was actually one of, <laughs> she is like one of the main people, I think, that like 
I didn't do the work of like, how am I going to be with this gate that I put up? But she Mm -hmm. very was very like firm with me on like, here is the gate and here it is. Mm-hmm. And of course, she didn't say any of that. I didn't call to get it at the time, but I'm speaking very much in metaphor that she very much helped me get to that place to be like, well, here it is. And you have to reckon with us because if you don't mm-hmm. reckon with us, you are not going to be able to show up for your clients, Larissa. Mm-hmm. And oh, when she said that, I was like, oh, and she was like, and you know that. And that's why you're here because you chose to see me. I'm your outside supervisor. You picked this. Mm. I was like, thanks, Michelle. Thank you for really reminding me of all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think we'll probably talk more about these folks next time Mm -hmm. because the next chapter is the realm of our kin. That's right. Which are our chosen or found family. Right. Mm -hmm. As not as opposed to, but in addition to. Yeah. As a counterpoint to Mm -hmm. our family of origin, which is the family we are assigned yeah, we wake up and there we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some of us stay with the people we wake up with and some of us don't. Right. But we're always impacted by them. For sure. Yep. Even folks who are adopted right after birth, adoption story stays with them. Yeah. And legacy and all kinds of things, the things without names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's very, very true. Well, and I know this is going to be this is going to be a shorter app, friends at home, because usually Justine and I have all kinds of time to just keep talking and keep reflecting. Mm-hmm. But today it's been a day. And so I have to go in like three minutes or less. So with which in mind, what a, what a gift I know. to my system. Right. It was like, are we going to are we going to do a full hour on our families of origin? I, I mean, I think this is this. I think this episode is such a great example of of like the limitations of the time of time as a measurement tool because this will mm-hmm. be a significantly shorter episode than what we usually do in terms of like mathematical averages. Mm-hmm. But it's potency. I imagine it is packed. It is packed. I imagine as a listener, it's gonna. <laughs> it's it's like the the podcast equivalent of like when you do like a ginger shot. <laughs> You know, when they're sick and they're and they're like, here's all this, this ginger and cayenne pepper and it's been distilled down. No, it, there's no distilling. No, you're right. It's, it's been like pounded down. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's been like pounded down yeah. and all together. And we add a little bit of hot water and mm-hmm. yeah. No, this is, this is a Starship Therapies concentrate. Concentrate. It's potent. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to hi- you want to add to this, this, uh, this brew before we sign off? No, not at this time. I mean, I would what beautiful sharing. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I do appreciate you sharing more about your family, not just for the benefit of me and our listeners, but because it says to me that there's more space inside of you. Yeah. I realized I was not, one of the reasons why I was not speaking was I wanted to be respectful of my parents' stories, which mm-hmm. I felt very confident were different than mine. And I realized at some point this summer that what that meant was that I was silencing my own. Right. And so you don't get a story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm at this place of, of reckoning of how do I make space mm-hmm. for me in a way that is respectful and kind to me as much as it mm-hmm. is to them. Yeah. Your story matters too. That reminds me of my favorite quote. Well, one of my favorite quotes that you sent to me when I was like deep in my burnout from one of the newer Star Treks. And it was, it was, it was this line that is, you're important too. 
Mm. And you would mm-hmm. always know the right moment to send it to me. And I would just like weep. And it was just like, like it, I think it was a whole year that you did that. And it was me being like, oh my God, that's right. How do I take care of me too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the power of friendship. That's the power of fandom. That's right, friends. And uh, that's the power of all the dogs in my building who are now barking. I don't know if you can pick it up and hear them, but they are resoundingly saying well, yes. Yes to well this then, app. Let's, let's close it out. Let's close it out, friends. We may be at the helm of this ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duthie, who designed our beautiful cover art. Thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Kyle Rebar. And finally, thank you to Executive Producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. Happy birthday, Scorpio! Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the very best way that you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and especially review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends. Just a reminder that you can get both of our books, Starship Therapies, Using Therapeutic Fanfiction to Rewrite Your Life, and The Grieving Therapist, Caring for Yourself and Your Clients When It Feels Like the End of the World, wherever books are sold. So get yourself some copies and buy some for your loved ones. Um, maybe that would be helpful for them. And it's tis the holiday season-ish. We don't know when we're releasing these. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it what? Will be some Look, holiday. It can be some holiday wherever you are, whenever you listen to this. This can be a holiday just from you to you. Yeah, you know what? A, a, as Dale Cooper told us, every day, once a day, give yourself a present. And as always, friends, live long and prosper. And prosper.